I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, lead analyst at Free Dawkins on YouTube, and joining me. As always, my co-host made it to a Friday. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Another Friday. Guys, you made it. A lot of you are listening on your way to work this morning. And you're like, hey, it's Friday. It's the end of the week. And you got the weekend. Literally, you have one more full week until media day, which is huge. Dang. Wow. One more full week. And apologies to um, everyone yesterday for your for your morning commute on Thursday. Uh, I uploaded mm-hmm. the podcast. I did everything. I thought I hit publish, and it went straight to drafts. And so it just sat there until I woke up after staying up all night working on the project. So You know how many thousands of people you, you let down? Nick? I definitely let How's down it? Mo. Mo was the first one to tweet us, and he was upset about his commute. So sorry, Mo, and everyone else. So Shout out to you, Mo. Welcome to Mo's. <laughs> so there... <laughs> There was a story that came out uh, today. You texted it to oh, me. Oh, so like, hey, good. Hey, read this. Uh, I sat down. Like a lot of different stories, sometimes I'll, I'll sit down in the kitchen and my kid is like screaming, crying because he <laughs> always wants food. My wife's whatever. We have family in too. And I sat down to read something and I'll get like a, a paragraph in and then you got to do something like feed the dogs yeah. or whatever. I couldn't get up. I was so, I was into the story. I'm like, sorry. I just ignored everything around me. Uh, my kid could just be eating dog food. I, I don't really know. <laughs> Solves uh, two but, problems right there. <laughs> yeah. Arash. Arash Markazi. Say it right. Arash Markazi from the LA Times. He wrote this story, uh, had a very, very candid uh, Doc Rivers I actually want to know what they were doing while they did this. I wonder if Doc was drinking a little bit. No, no, no. It says at the beginning that he was drinking a diet soda because he drank so much at his daughter's wedding that he wanted to slow down for a little bit. Ooh, okay. Um, Doc was very open about the summer, and there's there's so much stuff. We could go a full hour on this article. We could. Speaking of his daughter's wedding, though, his daughter, uh, Callie Rivers, is now married yeah. to Seth Curry. And uh, Rivers had an interesting quote about that wedding. He said, it was very expensive. I have to be the first coach to ever throw a wedding for an NBA player. Like, I don't get that. I don't think I should have paid. I really don't, but it was fantastic. Should Seth have stepped up and paid for the wedding as an NBA player? He just got that deal. No. No, I don't care what deal he got. Doc Rivers, no, bro, you have way more money than Seth. Stop. Don't even. Standing up for your boy. So, yeah, go yeah, read no. that article. It was, it was crazy. There's so much stuff in it. Uh, OKC, they knew that OKC wanted to break up their team before Paul George even requested for the trade. Uh, Kawhi Leonard basically demanded all the terms and all the stuff, and it, it's just crazy. Said the Clippers presented Kawhi with a list yes. of players that they thought that they could go get. And I, I'm just fascinated. We're both like, who was on the list? Because they say, obviously, Paul George was on this list. They said Kawhi, once he saw Paul George's name, he obviously wanted Paul. All of a sudden, but you're like, what who, are the, who are the other players? Who and else? I, I, I just, I would love to know who those other players are. But there's so much good stuff in this piece about how the summer went down and just Kawhi, 
having as I mean Kawhi telling the Lakers, hey, if you want to meet with me, you can come to my hotel. I'm not going to go to you. Um, Jeez. There's just so much stuff. Kawhi being uh, this Kawhi that we're learning about now and. Uh, it was just a really great piece. Getting people in the league to be as candid as Doc, it's very hard to do. That's why you only see the best in the business with relationships over the years be able to pull that out of yeah. people. And um, Markazi is obviously great. And guys with job security like Doc Rivers. <laughs> yes, for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so all right, on the podcast today, we're going to continue our rankings. And we are going to rank the best centers in the NBA, the best starting centers, one through 30, like we've been doing. If you haven't listened to our other ones, if you missed the power forward one yesterday because it wasn't there for your morning commute, you can go back and listen to that one. Uh, Christoph Porzingis ranked pretty high. So today we're ranking Dwight Powell. Uh, probably not going to be as high. But before we get to our rankings, a couple more iTunes reviews. Thanks to everybody that's out there sending in your five-star reviews, uh, answering all the questions of any five-star review that you put in there on Apple Podcasts. To the people who say, hey, I've already left you a five-star review, we really, really appreciate that. You can also open up another account. (laughs) People have also done that. (laughs) But this is what you got to do. You got to grab your significant other's phone or your parent or somebody and say, hey, can I borrow your phone for a sec? Pull open the podcast app. Leave a five-star review. There you go. That's where A little bit of fraud for your Friday. Okay, so the (laughs) Jonathan says, just a simple question. You ready for this? Oh, simple question. I love just simple a simple questions. question. How do I know yeah. if I like a girl and pursue it? Both of you are married, so I suppose you know. Teenage love. Shake my head. I know. Oh, oh dear God. How did you know? Or how how should Jonathan know if he likes a girl? <laughs> this is um. <laughs> this is great. I wish you guys How could see Isaac's he... face. I'm trying to. You I'm are. Trying to figure you out work. At, you work with the youth at church. How people have to ask you this question all the time. Yeah. Well, it. I'm trying to find get, and figure out the best way to say it for a giggly advice. About. A, a a sports. Uh, yeah, fun podcast here. Now, I mean, obviously, if you think you like the girl, you're thinking about her all the time. I mean, that's, I mean, when I first started, I met my wife in high school. Obviously, I, I thought about her all the time. Like, dang, when's the next time I'm going to see her? Where does she like, live? You're not... How can I get there? What time do you think <laughs> okay, she wakes that's... up in the morning? When do, you think, creepiest, when do you think she walks to her car? I'm just, uh, if if there's a girl in class that I just don't like, you know, and I'm just not, like, really vibing with, I'm not going to look forward to the next time I see her. Mm. So, like, and I, like, the girl that you like, you're looking forward to that next moment that you're in her presence. So mm. I would say that that's a, a good, strong, like flag, red flag that, Hey, I might have, you know, you, that you enjoy being in her presence. Obviously you, uh, find her attractive. Um, yeah, I'm just, I was not things, romantically interested in my wife at first, but we were instant friends, instantly friends. And, uh, it kind of turned into love from there. And so sometimes it's the people you least expect. Somebody you get along with really well because your partner and the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with or just somebody that you're going to date for a while, you have to enjoy being with them. That is important. Uh, you can shoot your shot at a girl you don't even know, but I just don't think that that's an effective way of finding a relationship. Maybe it is for some people. It wasn't for me. So there you go. That's the answer to my question, Jonathan. Uh, Tim2000 says, what is y'all's favorite moment as a Dallas Mavericks fan? Thanks. Um, uh, outside of, I mean, yeah, 2011 for sure. 
I think I think my favorite moment, and obviously everybody knows I haven't been a Ma- Mavericks fan for super long. Uh, Dirk thirty thirty night or thirty uh, K night thirty 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 four thirty Dirk's thirty K night was just an awesome <laughs> moment. It was an awesome night. Uh, it was cool for that moment, just for everything to stop. Uh, it was a milestone that I got to witness in person. That was probably my favorite moment. So there you go. Uh, all right, before we get to our rankings, can't find a workout that keeps you engaged. Peloton is an immersive cardio experience, Isaac, with real-time features that will always keep you coming back. And you, the listener, and Isaac and me, we can get $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike and get a great cardio workout at home. Go to OnePeloton.com and use the promo code LOCKED to get started. Promo code L-O-C-K-E-D, OnePeloton.com. All right, Isaac, let's get to our center rankings. The top is interesting. We've consistently had the same uh, top player. Let's see. Point guards, we had the same. Shooting guards, we had the same. Small forwards, we had the same top three. Power forwards, we had the same top two. Uh, So we've consistently had the same top guys. And this is one I think we might be different in. Who are your top three? Really? Okay. Well, I just I think there's a top two, and then there's and then there's a top, and then there's three and four, like two and two is is my first two tiers. Um, Tier one, uh, I feel like we might. Well, tier one's Jokic and Embiid for me. And okay, I have Embiid number one. Yeah, I have I have Jokic one. Um, Yeah, first time we've had a different number one. Um, Interesting. I have Jokic at three. Get out of here. I don't I don't care what you think of Carl Anthony Towns or Rudy Gobert. He is not Jokic. I'm putting Towns up there. If he was on a okay. if he was on a better team, we would look at Towns differently. I I agree. I think he, Towns gets hated on more than he should. I just think Jokic is the best center in the league and I think he's proved it more than the other two has. I think he's a very good center. I don't know if he's the best in the league. In the NBA right now, if you can't defend the rim and he can't defend most things, then I don't know if you can be the best center in the league. Embiid can do it on both ends of the floor, and which is why I have him number one. And Towns is so gifted offensively. He's his his shooting is like a shooting guard. It's wild. He, he comes off screens and hits shots, which is just crazy. It is. Yeah, I I get the defense thing with Jokic. It's the whole package offensively and the making his teammates better. That's what separates him different from Embiid and Towns, in my opinion. That a Jokic-led team, we're not talking about a Denver Nuggets team that has Paul George's of the world or Kawhi's or a superstar all-star cast along Like an Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins is incredible. Uh, But Jokic was by far the best player on that team. And we're talking about a team who was a game seven away from being in the Western Conference Finals, a team that was the second best record in the Western Conference, and that was on Jokic's back. And I just think that the Denver team is way better than Towns' Minnesota team. I'm talking about Philly. Oh, you think that – yeah, Den- Denver and Philly are about the same, but – Yeah, I know. That's why I but, – yeah. But I have Towns number two. I have Embiid number one, and I have Towns number two, and Jokic number three. Interesting. So I'm going with this year. I think it. I think it's a year of potential regression for the Nuggets and for Jokic. 
I don't think it'll be for Jokic, but I I I think I don't know. I I go back and forth. There's one side of me that says, "Hey, they're the only team of that top echelon of Western Conference teams that brought everybody back for the most part, and that continuity True. could put them on a different level, and they could be the best team in the Western Conference record-wise. Yeah, they but could still get put out in the second round. But I could also see a regression too. Um, but yeah. I, I mean, the Jokic MB debate, that's been on Bleach Report and different sites uh, all summer. It's been going on. People are still going to debate it. Um, I do feel like a lot of people would say Jokic is better than Towns. but They they can, but I'm I'm not going to say that this year. I think this yeah. year Towns takes a step up and that Jokic maybe takes a small step back. Okay. I mean, I have Towns at three. I'm a huge believer in Towns, and I think he has a monster year. I just don't think he's on Jokic level. But also, we're talking about one spot. So, uh, yeah. and number four, I have Rudy Gobert. Yes, me too. There we Rudy go. Gobert. Okay, so we have the same number. Great, great World Cup by Rudy Gobert too. We have the same number four. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then, then it drops for me. Yeah. Then, bit. then it's a next tier for me. Uh, so Gobert. So Embiid, Towns, Jokic, Gobert, um, and then Aldridge, at number five. Me too. Aldridge. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think it drops after that to Aldridge. And then I have Vooch at number six. Oh, me too. There we go. Let's go. And then I have a feeling we're going to differ on this because you've always hated on this guy and he always puts up big numbers, so get off of him. Andre Drummond. Yeah. I don't I have him at nine. Not whatever. There's I've I've Marcus All and I have Miles Turner. Those are two guys I would Whoa, I would you have Marcus All. Yeah, I love Marcus All. Marcus All still oh. Marcus All still if you watched him in the finals, he still does things that you oh really really gosh. want in a center and I just I think that for one more year I think Marcus All still up there. I don't know. Um no. I barely have Gasol in the top 15. <sighs> That's rough. I would his still rather have His stats were rough. He's not really a super stats guy. He's going to give you defense. He's going to give you passing. He's going to give you stretching the floor. He gives you all yeah, the things like you want in a center. A game. He, he's smarter. He's going to give you all the things you want in a center. Okay. Mm. Barely in the top 15. All right, this is going to be wild. This is going to be wild. Okay. No. Uh, who do you have at number eight? I have Andre Drummond. He averaged 17 no, points and 15 that's rebounds. Who you have at seven. Who do you have at number eight? Oh, uh, six, seven, after drumming. Oh, Miles Turner. Let's go. There we go. We're the same there. Yeah, yeah I, I love Miles Turner. We've both been believers in Miles Turner. Yes. I hope he takes a huge big step. We were really hoping that he was going to make his way to Dallas, but he's signed an extension. But Paul George has proved <sighs> that anything can happen. I have Drummond at nine, so not too, not too far, two spots down from where you have him. I just get frustrated when people hate on Andre Drummond a lot. He gets a lot of hate on NBA Twitter. And this dude is literally one of the best rebounders in the league. Um, I get the motor stuff. I get all that. I get the shooting stuff. I just think of what he's asked to do in this rim-rolling big man who can bang but also rebound really well. Uh, I just think he gets a little underrated a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you just got to think of what guards has he had, right? <laughs> yes. Is, I want to see him with a good point yes. guard. Maybe that's Derrick Rose. Maybe it's Blake Griffin. <laughs> Uh, so number nine, I have Drummond. Who do you have at nine? Okay, I have a feeling I'm gonna be way higher on this guy than you are. Higher than I am on Marcus All than you are. No, not Marcus All. I'm hesitant because I'm also projecting a little bit. But I went back and looked at stuff, and I was like, no, I'm fairly confident. You share your nine first. What's wait? My nine is Drummond. Your... Can you take a guess who who you think some guy I have you're right super here? high on is Bam. 
I mean, I do love Bam, but he's not there. Okay. Um, another guy you're super high. Jared Allen? DeAndre Ayton. I have Ayton at 10. Okay, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Guys, okay. We don't tell each other not- these lists, by the way. If you're listening for the first time, we don't tell each other ahead of time, uh, and we reveal these lists. And they're fluid, too. We can change in the middle of this. But I feel like his son, yeah, DeAndre Ayton, He had a really good year last year. Just- he, he did, yes. 16 and 10. It, it was easy for us as Mavs fans to take shots at these other rookies because Luka was just so good, especially at the teams ahead of uh, Luka, who had a chance to take him. And But DeAndre Ayton's really good. <laughs> he has been really good coming out of college. He is good now. I think he's going to be good moving forward in the league. And I think eventually he's going to uh, shoot the three-point ball too. So, yeah, I'm a big believer in him. I think he's going to have a good season. I don't think there will be like playoff type of season yeah. in Phoenix, but I think he'll have a good season. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm interested to see him under a, a, a coach, your your guy, Monty, um, in Phoenix. I'm interested yeah, to see that. I'm also interested to see him with Ricky Rubio because for all the crap we also give Ricky Rubio, he's been pretty good with bigs, with Rudy Gobert, with Marcus Gasol. Like, he can work with these bigs that are – no, smart that can do a whole bunch of things and so i think that mvp i think that, yeah mvp of the fiba world cup the uh second best tournament in the world so we uh we're interested to see what aiden's gonna do so i have aiden at 10 who do you have at 10 uh i have bam your boy bam i love bam i think bam's gonna have a monster year um when you look at bam stats last year you almost kind of look at you almost gonna uh do the per 36 numbers with him, which is, you know, I'm a little skeptical about sometimes because he just averaged last year. He just averaged 23 minutes a game. I think that's going to skyrocket. I think he'll be at like 33 minutes a game. Whiteside's traded now. He's, he's one of my like sleeper picks for like most improved player because I think he can be that good. And I think he's going to be getting over 30 minutes a game. Uh, If you do his per 36, which isn't, you know, mind-boggling but that would take him at the 13 points 11 boards um a little over block a game still a game i just love what bam does i think he's gonna have a good year. i love bam too i have him uh, a little bit lower not too much but uh yeah he, he's his passing is what really impressed me watching some of his stuff over the offseason too uh and so watch for that to, to show up big number 11 i have clint capella okay that's who i have next nice yeah i have him at 11 too we actually agree on something like a decent amount for the first time. Uh-huh. Uh, and you still don't have Marcus all though. No, no, I don't at all. Uh, number 12. I've so Clint Capella, he's going to, he has one of the craziest roles this year with Westbrook and Harden. He's going to have to defend the rim like wild and he's get, just going to get all the lobs. Yes. He might average 20 points a game just off of lobs. Yeah, and he had a good statistical season last year. Second, uh, I think, in scoring he, on the Rockets. Wow, I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, his role is so defined. He is really skilled, and I think how he played towards the end. I think it was in the playoffs. There at at the end of the playoffs, people kind of had a sour taste in their mouth about Capella. I think he was a little hurt too, uh, but Capella's good, and I think he'll have a, another good season. Yeah, for sure. Uh, number twelve. This is the guy that I'm higher on than you. Is Derek Favors? Whoa! I'm high on Derek Favors. Getting to be the full time center now for the Pelicans is going to be big. Uh, I'm high on on what he can do and what he can be. Okay, I I will give you that. I was just talking to somebody, uh, Cole Rast, the editor of the Smoking Cuban, and 
And I was just talking to him a few days ago, and he brought it. He's like, man, I'm so excited to see favors this year because he's like, now he gets to play the five, you know, pretty much full time. And he's been at this four spot with Gobert. And, yeah, I'm, I'm just – I am too. I'm excited to see him. There. I think he is underrated. I think he will have a big season. Uh, I definitely have some people above him. I mean, I have him in the top 20, but uh, definitely a few spots down. This is, this is a next tier. I think after Capella, this like 12 to – 17 is all kind of together for me. 12 17. Yeah, this was, these tiers were impossible for me. Like most of the other positions that we ranked, I had them in clear tiers. Yeah. Um, I definitely have in somewhat of tiers, but they're not clear for me at all in this. Yeah. So it's super hard. Yeah, they're tough. Uh, at 12, I did have another young guy. Uh, I did kind of have, you know, I had eight and a nine, Bam at 10, then Capella. But I did, yeah. I have Jared Allen. Um, obviously, my biggest scare with Jared Allen is DeAndre Jordan, yeah, and the fact that they m- might take minutes away from Jared Allen. But I love his defense, blocking a half a game, eleven points, points, eight rebounds <laughs> last <what>? year. <laughs> points on VHS DVD. Uh, <laughs> it's got a thumb drive of him, or <laughs> Jared Allen's really second good, time so Isaac's face go. has been red this month. <laughs> All right, coming up next, uh, we're going to get to the rest of our centers. Uh, and we also still have not – no, not peace out, not yet. We still Boom. have not heard uh, Dwight Powell's name, so we'll see where he shows up coming up next. Or Dwight Howard. All right, Isaac. So you had Jared Allen at 12. I had favors. Uh, I have Steven Adams at 13. I was, I was struggling where to put him. I have him at 14, so I'm not too much farther down, but – he still had a, a decently good statistical yeah. season. You know, you know what you're getting from him. He's just he's he's in his mid twenties, and people are acting like he's 32. Um, it's the contract I, thing. The contract thing weighs so much on some of these players that if you have this bulbous contract, like Tim Hardaway Jr. is a perfect example. Just because he has a crazy contract doesn't mean he's not he can't contribute, right? Like sometimes we just act like Tim Hardaway Jr. can't contribute at all. And uh, Stephen Adams is kind of like that. Like, oh, you wouldn't want Stephen Adams on your team because of that contract, but he's still a good player. No. Yeah. He still is a really good player and hopefully he gets freed from OKC at some point, but free Steve. Yeah. I like him. Uh, what's my next 13 number? right after Jared Allen. Okay. This is where I have Marcus Gasol. Uh, Marcus Gasol, crazy statistical season last year, 13 points a game, um, eight boards shot 44% from the field. You said you didn't um, have sorry. him in the top 20. I said I barely have him in the top He's 20. He's at 13. Top no, I said I barely have him in the top 15. No. That's what I said. Um, I think you said top 20. I love Marcus That's, okay. That's I just, not too big of a I think difference he's, as much as I thought. Yeah, I, I think he's just definitely uh, past his prime. Yeah. And, I mean, what you ask him, like this past season, he averaged 30 minutes a game. I think he needs to go down to like 25 He's one of those dudes where, like, I mean, yeah, 13 points a game, 44% from the field. Like, when I did that player comparison on that, it's like he, with a group of players that I was comparing him to, he had a lower field goal percentage with that. He does shoot a little farther out than some of these guys, too. But um, I just think he's taking a little step back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's aging for sure. He still made a huge difference on Toronto, and I think that that was was huge for them. You know, when I think about that trade, I go back to – 
when ESPN did a trade deadline podcast that day and Brian Winhorst, I, I, for some reasons, I always get this stuck in my head because I remember saying out loud when I was listening to this saying, I completely disagree with this. I remember him saying, I don't think this trade means anything. He's like, <laughs> this doesn't move anything for Toronto. I don't understand why Toronto would trade for Marcus Hall, blah, blah, blah. And it literally helped him win a title. So Yeah. Anyway. Sometimes if, when you're a national guy, like on my videos, if I try to do too much on, on, the, on the NBA without watching actual film or actually – you know, watching games, I get in trouble with takes like that. <laughs> Can't watch everybody all the time. Not everybody can be Zach Lowe. Yes. Um, I have Jared yes. Allen at 14. And uh, number okay. 15, I have another young guy. And I had a hard time with these next two. So I have three young guys in a row. I had Jared Allen at 14. I have Mitchell Robinson at 15. And I have Bam at 16. I had a tough time with that with those three. Dang. You So we're like, what, six spots off with Bam? Yeah. Yeah, Bam and, and uh, Marcus All, I think, are big differences so far. Are, are big ones, yeah. Um, I have Mitchell Robinson at 17, so I'm not too much farther down. Uh, you're talking about the highest, the second highest block rating in NBA history compared to NBA 2K. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, yeah, love Mitchell Robinson. He's gonna he, he already is a second round steal for that draft. Um, I have another – well, what am I? I'm at 15. I have Brooke Lopez at 15. Yeah, I have him at okay. 17. Okay. Uh, I have another young guy with Mitchell, but I, ha- uh, I have him above him. I kind of pair these two together. I have him at 16. That's Wendell Carter Jr. Wow. You you You've been all on not having a good statistical season. He did not have a good season at all last year. Yeah, well, I mean, he was hurt. He played like a fourth of the season, I think. I mean, Mark Gasol didn't have a good st- statistical season. He only missed three games, so. I know, but I haven't been harping on the statistical season thing this whole time in field goal percentage. True. <laughs> what do you see in what, what do you see in Wendell Carter Jr. that's more than who haven't you named yet? Uh like more than more than Mitchell Robinson, I'd say. <clears throat> Yeah, well, I just think he's more skilled than Mitchell Robinson. I mean, I think what Mitchell brings defensively is elite for you know his age and his youthfulness in the league. But offensively and defensively, what the whole package that Wendell Carter brings, I think a healthy Carter Jr. Uh, will be huge for Chicago. And I think if he didn't get hurt, I think we're looking at a, a different statistical season last year. I mean, he only played 44 games, so basically missed half the season. And, you know, yeah, he only put up 10.7 boards a game, but those 44 games was literally his first 40 games, in, you know, in the NBA. So I think he, he is good, and I think he's going to have a better season this year. We shall see. Uh, I'm obviously projecting some. Where do you have window? Lower. Oh, dang. In the bottom tier. Um, I'm going to have Cole Swicker come after you. <laughs> I have Jonas Valanciunas at 18. Okay, I didn't know where to put him. I so, had him lower. So I had him. I had. He's still. He's good though. Like That's the thing. Is he's good. He's just not good at the things that you would want a center to be good at. Yes, anymore. and it's like it like these other positions. You have totally different guys, especially at the four. But then you have totally different guys at the five too. When you have somebody, yeah. When you have, I always butcher his name, Valanciunas. Uh, when you have Valanciunas out there and you try to compare him, uh, you know, to somebody else out there like Bam or even a guy like Miles Turner who's shooting threes and stuff like that, it's just completely different type of center for the most part. But 
Uh, I have Valanciunas at, at 19 mm. because I have Favors at 18. I have Hassan Whiteside at 19. Ew. There's, there's another guy I just didn't know what to do with, but I still think that he contributes. He does. He puts up tons of numbers. I think hopefully with I can't wait to see. Hopefully in a new spot with his with his buddy Damian Lillard. I hope that that's going to be helpful for him. I have Whiteside at 24. I'm anxious to see who you have. Well, I know some of these guys you have after him, but uh, I have Kevon Looney at 20. Okay. Interesting. I have Ennis Cantor have- at 21, and I didn't feel good about it. Uh, no. Okay. The Cantor hate's gone too far. Why do you hate Cantor? I just said I didn't just feel good about it. I have him at 21. I didn't feel good. That's all. You you always hate on Cantor. Why? Because I'm secretly working for the Turkish government. <laughs> uh, I get everything with Cantor's defense and, and all of that. I mean, that completely makes sense. But the dude can rebound. He can still get buckets in the post. Um, I think he's underrated at this point. I've said it before. I don't think he, he obviously isn't going to replace Horford in Boston, but I think he's going to do better than, you know, what people think. If, no, I don't, yeah, I won't compare him. And his canter is the the Jeff Green of centers now. No, he's better than Jeff Green. I know, but Jeff Green had this thing where he was good and then a team would talk themselves into him. He would have a a nice run, like in a playoff, one playoff series or at the end of a season, at the end of a season. They talk themselves into him and be like, Jeff Green could be our starter. And then they throw him in there and he just does Jeff Green things. And his candor's done this too. He's gotten a, he got a huge deal from OKC that, you know, that Portland matched and they had to, to keep it. And then he just you couldn't play Cantor is that whole thing where they just couldn't play him in a playoff <laughs> series. And now all of a sudden, Portland in the in the playoffs, they're like, Man, we have to play with Cantor. If we don't play with Cantor, then we just can't even survive this playoff series. And then now it's back to, well, Cantor's a starting center for sure, and now he's going to go start for the Celtics. and It's just so up and down. that I just don't know what you're going to get from Ennis Cantor every year. I feel like you you know exactly what you're going to get. You're going to get rebounds and, and offense, but you ain't going to get a look at defense. And good luck trying to defend a pick and roll with him on the court. So where do you uh, have Cantor? He can't be that much higher than me. No, I have him at 20. Yeah, one spot. Why you? I take him over, why you, I take him over white why side. Why you hate on Cantor? I have, I have Dwight Powell at 21. Okay. I have Dwight Powell a couple spots lower, not too much. Um, uh, I have Powell at 21. I have Looney at 22. White side at 23. Okay. The only one I have between Cantor and Powell is Dwayne Dedman, who had a decent season and can hit the three consistently over the last yeah, couple I'm of years. Yeah, I'm just not super high on him. He's shown that he can hit the three, and I'm into that. So And, that, and then I have Dwight Powell at 23. Okay, so not too far off. Projecting a little bit with Dwight, obviously, uh, but we'll see. I think he'll have a, a decent season alongside Porzingis. I just want to see Dwight's rebounds go up. That's my biggest thing. And can his biceps hold ground mm-hmm. against some of these uh, big centers in the league? Uh, number 24, I have Thomas Bryant. Ooh. I like Thomas I have Bryant. A 27. I liked him as... At, this is a crap shoot at this point. It is. Point. The whole rest of this. I've, I've Wendell at 25. He's a guy that could definitely shoot up to where you have him. But Yeah, Wendell at 25. Oh, my gosh. This is our biggest difference. Yeah. That's a nine-spot difference. I have him at 16. You have him at 25. Dang. I might put this for a vote. Who would you – Who would you? okay, so who? You, these are the guys I have above Wendell to get to your spot. Brooke Lopez. Mm-hmm. Jonas. Yes. 
Whiteside. Yes. Looney. Yes. Cantor. Yes. Deadman. Yes. Powell. Thomas. Bryant. Yes. 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 You would take Wendell Carter Jr. over all those guys for one season, for yes. one year. Yes. Yes. And you have to specify that in a tweet if you're going to put it out there. Because sometimes you're just like, who would you rather have? And it's like a rookie, no, and I, then it's like a washed up center that still is. I decent. just say next. I've did it a, a few that few times this week, and I just say next season, and I just put two players. <laughs> Trey Young, Ben Simmons. You won that one. People said Ben Simmons, and then I put Ferguson and somebody else, and I won that one. But I forgot what it was. T Ferg doesn't have enough uh, name recognition yet. Uh, okay, who do you have at 24, 25, and 26? Okay, I, just, I have Tristan Thompson at 24. Um, Zubach at 25. Quit laughing. Uh, you love Zubach. I'm surprised you didn't have Zubach higher. I know. Uh, I have Deadman at 26 and Thomas Bryant at 27, leaving three players for the bottom three. Do we have the same bottom three? This is all I care about. No. <sighs> Okay, so I have Wendell Carter Jr. 25. I have Cody Zeller at 26. I have JaVale at 27. Oh, I have Zubach at 28. Have I have Alex Len at 29. I have Tristan Thompson at 30. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. You're missing somebody. Nope. Where do you have your boy? JaVale. We did not put JaVale in there. We ranked Dwight Howard. Don't make me do this. Stop Don't it. Don't make me do this. No, we rank Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard starting. No, don't make me do this. Don't make me write Dwight with L-A-L next to his name on this sheet. Hey, Nick, ask me where I have Dwight Howard ranked. <sighs> hey, Isaac. Yeah. Where do you have Dwight Howard ranked? 30th. Let's go. I'm writing his, I'm writing his name in, but I'm keeping JaVale's on my side. Of the list. I have Alex. I would put JaVale higher on this list, but I think Dwight will start. I have Alex Lynn at 28, Cody Zell at 29, and the, the man himself, future Hall of Famer, Dwight Wilt Chamberlain Howard. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, man. Most improved player, comeback player if that's an award, six man, defensive player of the year. The possibilities are endless. I thought this was going to end on a high note for this for this Friday episode. <laughs> I don't care. I'm going to Disney oh, I tomorrow. Mean, we, did, we, <laughs> we didn't rank Nerlens. Oh, poor Nerlens. <laughs> Could have had 70 mil. <laughs> I made a joke with that, but oh well. It just made it sound like we cut it out of the podcast and we had we didn't do that. You just self-edited yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go. Those are the center rankings with Dwight Dwight Howard on one side, JaVale McGee on the other. Guys, we'll be back. We might be back tomorrow, but definitely Monday. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.